When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Got to get it in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. It's gold. A Doncic dagger. That's a high roller, dog. What is up, everybody? My friends, basketball card collectors and investors worldwide. Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host, and today we count down the last few weeks of the NBA's regular season. I'm going to talk a little bit about the most valuable player race. We'll probably get into the rookie of the year and most improved player, six man of the year. These big awards that they're, they're, people have been talking about uh, since the beginning of the season, really, and doing rankings every week and all that stuff. Well, what does it matter for their card values? For players who are considered... MVP candidates like the guy I'm going to see tomorrow night, Luka Doncic, taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I can't wait to get to that game. But seriously, this episode is Basketball Cards 101. How do we value these awards and what do they do to a player's card value, his market, and the timing with which you might jump in and buy or sell? So let's get after it. Yeah, so I'm coming at you today with a Tuesday episode, Taco Tuesday, as, uh, well, it's actually, I'm actually going to pick up some tacos, <laughs> so 99 cent tacos at uh, Poncho's here in Akron, Ohio, you know, you might not have a card show or a local sports card shop near you, but I bet you've got somebody selling great tacos, or at least some good spicy food, so we're gonna go, you're, you're along for the ride today, really, and I've been thinking about the most valuable player race because it's something that all the big names in basketball, the big the big time players in the NBA, uh, talk about constantly throughout the season. Who who is this year's MVP? Who will break out and win another or win their first most valuable player award? And everybody's got opinions. There have been players at different times of the season that have been super hot and talked about as uh, a favorite. For the award, I think about John Morant and what he was doing a month ago. A lot of people thought of him as an MVP finalist. Joel Embiid, for a lot of this season, has been at the top or near the top of everybody's list. You've got Luka Doncic, a guy whose card values have had uh, future MVPs baked into them from the get-go. But what about guys who have already won the MVP and look like they are poised to win it again, like some people would say Steph Curry has at times had an MVP-like season, or Giannis Antetokounmpo, wow, is that guy going to win more MVPs in his his career? You got to believe so, and the jokester, Nikola Jokic, the joker, looking like a top MVP final. What about LeBron James, who might win his first NBA scoring title? There are 
cases to be made. You know, if you look at the last six weeks of the NBA, you might say, yeah, but those guys are nice, but I like Jason Tatum, or I like what Trey Young is doing. Everybody's got their favorites. Today, I want to talk about what what guys will win these awards, and or what what guys really do have a fighting chance to win the award and then see their card values jump. Sometimes it will be a, uh, a big step for their card values going to the next level, especially if you're going to buy a PSA 10 or a very nice numbered rookie card or an autographed rookie card of these players. Uh, a few years ago, it wouldn't have mattered what card you bought. <laughs> you buy a card, the guy wins MVP, and you could sell it a week later or a month later and make some money off of it. Some of this is, if you're going to do this to try to make money, um, you probably should have bought the guy's cards already because, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much of a jump. But the big announcement is is for an achievement that will be on this player's resume, their, their list of accomplishments forever. Like, this will be on their Hall of Fame shortlist of of what they did. It's a, he's a, he was the NBA's MVP in 2022, or he was a three-time most valuable player. When, uh, in 25 years, they introduced the top 100 players in the NBA's 100 years, you know, this will be one of the things they say that, uh, you know, insert name here, one most valuable player in 2022. And so I would like to look at uh, the guys who I would consider finalists for the award, the guys who would be re- very serious, I would expect to finish in the top three. And it, it's a short list. In fact, it's a very short list, even though as recently as a month ago, there were, I would say, six guys in contention for this award. I would look to what players have done the most uh, as, as far as helping their teams achieve playoff status or playoff lock status and certainly what guys have uh, performed the best. You know, you look at points, assists, rebounds, their shooting percentages, the plus minus, all the things really that uh, that go into measuring a player's impact on the game. And then you've got it for a full season. You know, it's not most valuable player for February. If it was, then we'd give it to John Moran. It's not the most valuable player in December some people would have said that's Steph Curry and it's not the most valuable player who scores the most points or LeBron would be you know clearing room on his shelf for another MVP award it's not those things it's the guy who was most valuable for an entire season so the entire year right November through April on your NBA calendar and so that that narrows the the playing field a bit. That that narrows it down. So we'll talk about that after the break. There it is, the first career 50-point game for the dominant Joel Embiid. Hold on to your butts. So the short list of MVP finalists, in my mind, it does not include the guys I mentioned. John Morant 
hey, uh, Memphis played really well even when he was out. I believe they're like 15-2 and two without him. Certainly, he deserves to be in the conversation and in a top 10 list. But to be injured again and, uh, yeah, to go up against other candidates, that's, that's the thing. Some guys have had MVP-worthy seasons, but you can't have seven MVPs. It is, it's, it's most valuable player. So it's not, it's not the first team all NBA, you know, most valuable player, which is a big award. They'll make that guy's name stand out. John Morant is not going to win it this year. Steph Curry, not going to win it this year. He's just missed too many games. Golden State is not one of the top contenders, even though we like to think of them as the same group of guys that won three titles, you know, um, You've got Steph and Draymond and Clay, and maybe Iguodala's back. I don't know if he's back. I don't really care. But um, they, they, they also have Wiggins and Poole. And they've got a good team, but that doesn't mean Steph Curry's the MVP. He's not. He's not. LeBron James is not. He might be my favorite player of all time because I'm from the same hometown as LeBron and uh, loved watching him win a championship for Cleveland. But I can't allow that and scoring titles to... Uh, add up to an MVP award. Do I think LeBron deserves to be in a top five list? Yeah, probably. I probably do. Uh, But again, that's a hard list to make when you've got (laughs) such an incredible crop of players to choose from. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, not going to make the list. He's had an awesome season. But the Timberwolves, I, I don't think you give an MVP to a Timberwolf unless their team finishes in the top three or four teams in the conference. And certainly, this a player's like dominance or a player's performance is also taken into account. Well, did he elevate the play of his team beyond their talent level? Did he make the guys around him better? Did they overachieve? Did he have a lot of support from other players? So you might make a case for Jason Tatum's last six weeks, but you have to say, well, the Celtics' resurgence is also because... He has Jalen Brown. He has now Derek White and Marcus Smart and Robert Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams. He's got guys around him. I, really, mainly Jalen Brown is a big deal. That uh, take some of the pressure off and, and uh, allow a defense to, uh, uh, you know, have, have to scramble to guard different players. Now, the guys who are on my finalist list, I think... If I were to do a top four, number four would probably be Luka Doncic. He's had an incredible year, and uh, you can't can't really deny a player that's had his incredible stats, and Dallas has played a lot better uh, over these last two months. I think since the trade of Chris Depp's Porzingis, some things are starting to make more sense in Dallas. Uh, Luka would, would get some votes for me as the fourth best season. Okay, number three. I won't even get into the the basketball card 101. Like, how do we respond to this until the next segment? I just want to go over who do I think is going to win these awards. Number three, I think deserving to be in the conversation but not going to win it is Mr. Joel Embiid. Now, actually, let me let me let me make this a tie for second. <laughs> I'm going to make it a tie for second. I was going to go with Embiid third 
and Giannis second. But now I'm just going to say, hey, they're both tied for second. And, and here's why. I think Giannis has had an incredible year. You look at his numbers and the way he's finishing. And the yes, he does have a supporting cast, like in Middleton and Drew Holiday and Portis. Bobby's had a great year. He's got a, a team that's, you know, championship proven now. Uh, Giannis has had an awesome year. And statistically, if you look at things like uh, points and assists, his year could wind up slightly better than Embiid's. But I would say this about Embiid. Embiid did did it this year. And, and these two guys, by the way, are deserve, their seasons would deserve an MVP in most years. Uh, Embiid carrying his team without Ben Simmons, without the addition of James Harden until recently. And I don't even know if that's helped them as much as they thought it would. Embiid has carried Philadelphia to a top three, top four seed in this year's playoffs. Well, I mean, it's amazing how close the East is. But carried them to a top four seed as pretty much the dude. The I, I, As much as I love Tyrese Maxey, I would never have said, hey, well, Embiid has, you know, Tyrese Maxey, so they kind of like cancel each other out. No. Embiid's the guy. Maxey might be a future all-star, but Embiid is the guy carrying that team, and he's carried that team, and he's had the best season of his career. He's stayed healthy. So I, I love Embiid and Giannis and what they brought to the table this year. I think the fact that they have missed, each of them has missed 10, 11 games. When you miss, you know, 10 to 15% of the season, I, I have to take that into consideration. I think that matters. Do I, do I feel like they've played enough to be finalists? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But the winner, the, the award this year, and, and I've been so reluctant to say this because uh, we, we as fans and even in the media, they tend to get like uh, headline fatigue. Like I'm tired of seeing LeBron in the finals or we're tired of giving the MVP to the same guys every year. We're tired of, you know, whoever got it last year shouldn't get it this year for whatever reason. But Nikola Jokic has uh, been awesome. And he's been awesome over the course of the season without Michael Porter Jr., without Jamal Murray, and without a big like number two or even a big number three stepping up to help him out on a regular basis. The Nuggets will finish uh, with as good a record as any of those teams I mentioned in the East. And the Joker will have played in at least, let me see if I'm doing my math, math right, at least 10 more games than the other two finalists I mentioned. So you've got, you You maybe even could say that, that the Joker and Embiid and Giannis, they've all played MVP caliber basketball, but one of them has done it amid uh, a litany of injuries on his team. One of them has done it basically everybody in the planet knowing that he's going to be double teamed knowing that he's the the focal point of the offense he's the point center and uh, boy if you look at what Jokic has done this year again it's it's remarkable uh but i would say you know let's do let's do right by or let's let's think accurately here about Embiid and Giannis had just as good a season as the Joker I really believe that, especially given the fact that the East is a bit tougher this season. I think in a lot of the big games where Giannis and Embiid 
just exploded, played awesomely, you know. But the reason I'm not doing a three-way tie for MVP is that the Joker played in 10 more games and you could argue, I, I'd have to like do some more analysis, but, but of those three finalists, I would say maybe his supporting cast was the weakest. No offense to Aaron Gordon and Bones Highland and Will Barton and, you know, whoever else. But those guys just simply aren't as good as a group containing Middleton, Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, Don, um, Grayson Allen, those guys. And, and they're not as good as a group that would contain Tobias Harris even and, and Tyrese Maxey and some of James Harden, right? So I'm going with the Joker. He had less support. He's played 10 more games and he's had just as good a season as he did last year. Nikola Jokic is my MVP, and I think being a two-time MVP, if he does win it, you guys, I think that will catapult him into the public eye, into the card investor's eye, even more so than his first award last season. So we'll break that down in a minute, Basketball Cards 101, but I think it's the Joker's year again. Joke's on us. Now, what should we do as collectors and investors given the MVP award announcement or the Rookie of the Year award announcement, which let me talk about that real quick. I think it's Evan Mobley. However, Scotty Barnes does have a shot if he just dominates these last two or three weeks that Evan is out with an injury. But I think everybody was ready to hand it over to the Cavaliers seven footer for offense and defense. He's just been amazing. Scotty Barnes could do it. Either guy, I think, will have a little bit higher profile uh, as a result of winning Rookie of the Year. Sixth Man Award. I don't know who you think is going to win that thing, but I do know it it doesn't really matter card-wise unless that player is primed for a deep run in the playoffs. Like a couple years ago, Jordan Clarkson from Utah, just a scoring machine. He won the sixth man of the year award and then had a deep playoff run i remember selling some of his rookie cards during that time and making some surprise money off of a couple of his big games so but it had nothing to do with him winning the sixth man award it had everything to do with oh he's coming off the bench in a big playoff game and doing his thing leading the team in scoring and uh we're not surprised because he was also sixth man of the year guess who i think deserves it this year a very similar type of player I think it's going to be hard to keep that award away from Tyler Hero and uh, and especially uh, you know I think a guy coming off the bench averaging 20 plus that, that's almost like a shoe in it's it's magic really it's, uh, it's probably overrated but he has helped keep that team afloat as they have endured injuries from other guys Bam and Jimmy and so I, I like it. I like Tyler Hero. He would be my favorite in the clubhouse. Uh, you know, I don't even know who I would I would say is in contention with him for it. Uh, Cameron Johnson was playing well off the bench for a while. But uh, you could probably look at um, 
You know, no, maybe, maybe there's nobody. <laughs> if you've got somebody, let me know who it is. And don't, don't say Peyton Pritchard or Kobe White or Kevin Love. Like, these guys had decent months. They didn't have a season like Tyler Hero has had. So, I'm, you know, another, <laughs> another place people might have gone is uh, the route of Davion Mitchell or Tyrese Halliburton. Well, both those guys had their roles changed drastically when that big trade went down. So all that to say, I think Tyler Hero wins that. And Defensive Player of the Year, you know, I've heard Jaron Jackson's name because of blocks and being able to guard out on the wing. It's just it's just going to be hard to take that award away from Rudy uh, Gobert. He, he changes everything. He really does. And... Um, I would say most feared and most effective defensive presence still in the league. So it'd be hard. It'd be hard not to give that to him. There are some other, you know, shutdown guards like Drew Holiday and uh, Matisse Thybul. I want to hear how you Philadelphians pronounce is it Thybul, 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 Thybili. You know, how do you say that guy's name? So uh, back to buying and selling cards based on these these types of news. Here's what I would say as you look ahead to the next four to six weeks. Uh, the, the three guys that I mentioned as finalists for the MVP are the four guys, Luka, Joker, Embiid, and Giannis. Those guys are good investments long-term, but I, I've just lately I've been more drawn to the idea of making money. And when I'm buying a card as an investment, I want it to make money. And I prefer that it would make money in a shorter period of time, like a month, two months, three months. And um, I would just say this, your window of time for making money, whether it's MVP candidates or playoff star candidates, your window of time closes uh, right at the start of June, maybe the first week of June. Because by the time teams get to the finals, that's usually early June or maybe middle of June this year with a different schedule. By the time teams get there, the, the, the prices have already run up. People have already bought on hope and hype and uh, chance of winning a championship ring. So, so the time to sell it is then or just before then, like May and early, early June. That being said... Uh, you know, as I mentioned, the MVP guys, your best time to buy their cards, it's not right now. It's August. You know, it's... I think one exception might be if the MVP also wins the championship and he's also MVP of the finals. And that, that feels like it's either Giannis or nobody. Like, I don't see the Denver Nuggets going and winning the finals. I don't see the Philadelphia 76ers winning the finals. I don't see Dallas winning the finals. But Giannis, uh, if he does, if, if basically, if, if he leads Milwaukee to another championship and he, he somehow happens to win all three, meaning the MVP trophy, finals MVP, and the, you know, NBA championship, then I, I could see uh, him, his star, his name taking another step up as one of the all-time greats. And maybe it's a little too soon for that, but that's precisely why it would happen because he's still so young. And to do some of those things twice and to do some of that two years in a row, repeat champions, I know it's hard, 
Devin Booker's going to make it hard on you guys. But I would say Giannis might be the only exception to, hey, wait till August to buy. Or wait till August and September to buy. And I'm saying that only if Giannis wins all three. I don't think he will. Um, I'm not betting against the Milwaukee Bucks, but I don't think he's deserving of the most valuable player award this season. I think you miss, you know, you play 12 less games than Jokic. Uh, I, I think that that just makes uh, the Joker's resume and his his season that much stronger. 10 games stronger. And like I said, a lot more assists, a lot less help around him. So, yeah. So the time to buy, if you're going to buy any of these players... I think it's now, as long as you get a good deal. Don't pay high price. I think people in in basketball are soon, the people that are moving on to baseball season or the NFL draft, or I think there are some people, all season collectors that collect the big sports, that they're ready to sell basketball soon. And so you might get a great deal on a Jokic rookie or, did I say Jokic? A Jokic rookie. Um, you might get a great deal still on a Luka rookie. And um, I always, with these guys, I, on one hand, depends on your budget. If you have a budget of less than $200, you can still get a nice PSA 9 rookie of most of those guys. It's usually a Don Russ or a Hoops. Um, yeah. Or one of their inserts from those years. And uh, if you have a higher budget, I mean, some of your best buys would be to look at that 2013 Giannis Prism rookie, to look at uh, Embiid and Joker in some of their parallels or some of their PSA 10s, to look at Luca and uh, an Optic Hollow, maybe. So any of those guys' autographs are gold. But um, I don't mean gold color, I mean gold as in they're valuable. Okay, just got to be clear because there are some gold autos that I was not necessarily limiting that statement to. I think the time to buy these guys is right now. The place to buy them is in person where you're not paying a bunch of extra or sales tax. If you see them at a card show or see them online from somebody that you trust, uh, I would prefer graded because if I'm going to spend that much money, yep, I want it already graded or ready to grade. And uh, that reminds me, I got some PSA news for you uh, before we wrap this thing up. But yeah, the time to buy any of these players is right now. It is. Because once they start the playoffs, these guys will be in the news and they'll be talking about their big performances each night and carrying their teams, putting their teams on their backs. Right? So Basketball Cards 101, don't wait until <laughs> don't wait until Embiid is announced MVP and think you're going to go on eBay and find a good deal. That's when his prices will skyrocket and you, you don't want to buy high. This is the 101 part. You want to buy low and sell high. Right now, some of these prices on these players will seem high because they're MVP candidates, but they won't be as high as they will four weeks from now when all of them are triple-double threats in big playoff games and on national television or global TV. So the time to buy any of them, if you want, is now. The time to sell is late May, early June. The time to buy again, unless it's Giannis, and I hope you have the patience to wait for better deals, would be August, even September. Last year's buying season lasted a bit longer than we thought it would. So 
Do not impulse buy. You're going to be excited. There's going to be big news. It is the playoffs and it's going to be, you know, if you follow the NBA and you're like, I mean, you're still listening to this podcast, you care about basketball card values. I would say uh, it's okay to be excited, but with your spending, uh, you want to be timely. You want to be smart. And, uh, you know, the time to buy, I'd say the same thing for Evan Mobley. Now he's injured, right? Don't buy it in three weeks when he's announced Rookie of the Year and go, yep, I still want to get in. No, that's a bad time to buy. Totally is, unless you got somebody giving you a a sick deal, you know, Uh, below comps, the most recent eBay sales. So those are some of my thoughts as we look at the MVP and the big awards races and card values. I would say pay attention. Look at cardladder.com. Look at Sports Cards Investors Market Mover. All these players, prominent players, you can see what their cards have done over the last two years. It helps me to go see, well, what did they do last year in the playoffs? Because these guys, ironically, were all MVP candidates last year too. So what besides the market going overall going down did their card values do uh, last year and the year before? I'm glad we can now see previous years and, and just get some ideas, right? I will say this, uh, all of these players, like I've said, if you get the right card or buy it at the right time, you're buying players that if you want to hold them long-term, you'll be happy you did. You know, that's, they're, they're going to slowly grow in value. I can't guarantee it, but look at the track record of sports cards over the last 30 years and you'll feel pretty good about it. <clears throat> but my perspective lately has been, hey, unless it's my favorite players that I'm personally collecting, I want an investment that's going to gain money and be ready to sell in a month or two or three. I've got enough long-term things sitting around in boxes. I've got enough long-term cards that PSA decided to hold on to for an extra year. Like maybe you're in the same boat and you're like, no, I, I want to know uh, the seasons and the rhythms and when to buy, when to sell so that I can make short-term gains that, uh, that, that add up, you know, over the course of six months to, to a year. So that's the deal. We'll wrap things up in a minute. I hope it helps, guys. We want to add value to you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on buying and selling the the MVPs, the Rookie of the Years. Great ball rotation. Middleton. Giannis downhill. Slams it home. And the Bucks lead by three. So, like I said, I uh, have some PSA updates for you right now. It's funny because I've had some of you ask me, like, hey, did you get your cards back? Or what do you recommend for grading at this, you know, during this crazy season when all the, the companies are backed up? And so so I still have two group, two of my groups, my cards, two submissions there that have been at PSA. One's been there since last February, so a year and almost two months. And then another one that got there last April. So now almost a year, those are still there. And I get, I mean, slow updates. Hey, this one is in, um, assembly. So I've one in assembly stage and one that's not even been graded yet. So I'm like, Oh my word. But, uh, those were value modern cards that I knew would take a while. I just didn't know that meant a year and a half, but a couple weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. That's more like it. Four weeks ago, I got 
um, you know, I waited in their online countdown at psacard.com to, to get approved for, uh, economy, economy submissions. Okay. And so I was approved for five cards to submit five cards to PSA. I mailed, I filled out the five cards, mailed it in. And here I am a month later, they've already graded them, assembled them, told me the grades and then shipped it. So I should be getting this, these five cards in the mail, probably tomorrow. I mean, they get here, they get here quick. So I'm, I'm very happy with PSA's economy. This was $50 a card plus shipping. I'm less than thrilled about the grades, but I'm, I'm going to keep them. Obviously like, uh, I guess I'm stuck with them. I was hoping, I was hoping out of the five cards, I would get at least two or three tens. I got one ten. So let me tell you what I got since I, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I don't do big YouTube video reveals. Hey, look at this 10 Donovan Mitchell auto, like back to the future does it. And it's fun. So I love watching theirs. I'm just not that cool. Um, the deal with my five cards. All right. So I'll get the football cards out of the way. I sent, uh, Joe Burrow optic rated rookie from 2020. That one got graded a PSA nine. So I really wanted a 10 there. A Justin Herbert. These are quarterbacks, by the way, if you don't know. Justin Herbert, 2020 Donruss rated rookie, also got a PSA 9. I was bummed because the upside on that card, if it's a 10, is crazy compared to what I paid for it. Uh, I sent another Justin Herbert in, and this one, the Mosaic Pink Camo Rookie, card number 204, did get a PSA 10, and it's cool because it's a card that I thought was a 10 from the moment I pulled it out of the blaster box. I, it was one of the rare hits that, that I've ever had pulling cards out of wax boxes or blaster boxes. So I'm very, very happy with that. Justin Herbert getting a 10 and I'm going to try to sit on it for three months and then sell it at the start of football season or sell it mid season when they're talking about Justin Herbert as an MVP candidate. Uh, the other two were basketball cards. So and they were nines. One was a Tyrese Maxey, big shocker. Tyrese Maxey, Prism Silver, card 256. That one, uh, PSA 9. So, and guys, if you check the uh, eBay sale comps on the Maxey Silver Prisms, a 10 is ridiculous right now. 10s are expensive. A 9 is still 90, 100, 120 bucks. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm going to hang on to it for a while. Uh, you know, but I really wanted a 10, just like I wanted a 10 for my Darius Garland. Hello, Darius Garland, Prism Silver rookie that I thought was a 10. Maybe they should just add a 9.5 in. You know, I think, uh, I think PSA is. Patience, frugality, sacrifice. When you boil it down, what do those three things have in common? Those are choices. <laughs> All right, so I don't know real I don't really know what happened there, but I do know I need to wrap up this episode and thank you for listening. Thanks for uh, you as a basketball card collector and investor actually choosing to listen to a basketball only podcast and uh I totally love getting to interact with any of you who 
you've got ideas or questions or stories, you want to bounce some uh, possible other buys around or share your opinions, I love hearing from you. So any feedback, please send it to me. I mean, I'm, I'm fastest on Instagram, at hoops and cards, at hoops and cards, or email would be hoops and cards podcast at gmail.com hoops and cards podcast at gmail.com some of you guys have been thinking about uh messaging me an idea or sending me a picture or joining our discord dude don't put it off like don't do this on your own this whole um collecting or investing thing it is so much more fun with friends and people who uh you know i can only tell my wife or my dog so many stories about the Darius Garland card I just got. Like I, we need, we need each other people. So message me, let's get connected. And then also some of you, it's time to jump in hoops plus, boy, I'd love for you to join that. That is uh, $4.99 a month and you get more content. It's a special uh, link to exclusive hoops plus podcast episodes, prizes each month. In fact, we're about to announce the March prize as March comes to a screeching halt. And you also are part of the uh, the members' Discord in our community, and it, it it's really a great way to support this. I I, um, I don't do this as my full time job, but it certainly helps when we have your support. So thanks to our Hoops Plus community for supporting us. And if you'd like to join Hoops Plus, hey, today is your day. Go to Anchor.fm forward slash Hoops and Cards forward slash subscribe. That's Anchor.fm forward slash Hoops and Cards forward slash subscribe. And if you've already forgotten the link, well, you can rewind and listen to it again, The Magic of Podcasts, or you can go to the show notes in today's podcast episode, and uh, I've got the link there for you. So again, thank you guys for listening. I will tonight be at, see, this podcast takes me a while to process. I will tonight be at the Cavaliers versus Dallas Mavericks and have some fun Doncic daggers to report back to you don't know if the Cavs are even going to make the play. Well, I guess they're mathematically in, but how are your teams doing? Have an awesome week. Finds Barrett. Get a shot up. This is for the win. Oh, it's good. Off the window. RJ Barrett wins it for the Knicks.